Muammar Gaddafi looking motherfucker. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. there friends and welcome to the paranatural podcast my name is ben and i'm a lost boys looking motherfucker <laughs> named jake and tonight we are so glad to have you along with us as we venture into a large topic and talk about giants jacob how you doing tonight my friend I'm doing good. Happy effing Easter, Benjamin. It is. It is the Easter day today. How are you? I'm pretty good. Did the bunny come and visit you? It shit on my porch. Yep, same. <laughs> and yes, I, I tested to see if they were Cocoa Puffs. They weren't. <laughs> nope, just bunny shit. It's just bunny shit. Just bunny shit. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yep. Good day. Great day. For bunny shit. For bunny shit. So we're going to talk about giants today. We are. We, we are, are going to talk about giants. Some giants. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Why not? Because that's like gigantic porno shit. He's just a real, real little guy. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into the topic of giants, if you enjoy the show, don't forget to tell a friend. Or a few, or whatever. Just share the show with them, invite them in, so they can enjoy this fun and fuckery and all the stuff we do here. And if you use Apple, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And when we get to 50 of those, we're going to do a live chat with everybody. You'll all be invited. We'll let you know. It'll be on, like, Facebook or Instagram or something. And if you got the connection... Fucking tag Joe Rogan into this or something. <laughs> Help us out. I highly doubt any of our listeners have a connection to Joe Rogan, but hey, give it a shot. It's worth a shot, ain't it? Tag his ass. Tell him listen to us. Yeah, at least once. A good episode, though. Not the shit ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of good episodes, Jacob, tell us about some damn giants, bud. Well, I'm going to start with some, like, I'm I'm not I'm not saying anything bad about our uh, reputation or anything, but 100 percent true shit for now. Perfect. Yes, and we're gonna start with a a little Scottish boy named Angus Macaskill. Angus. Yep. Angus. I know. Doesn't that not sound Scottish? That's like I don't think you can get any more Scottish than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he was born 1825. I don't know the specific date. Apparently, he wasn't famous enough to know his birth date. But he was a Scottish-born Canadian giant. And uh, in the 1981 edition of the Guinness World Book of... Wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. (laughs) If I wasn't so awkward, this wouldn't be such a good show. Right, true. Yeah, so the Guinness World Book of Records stated he was the strongest man, the tallest non-pathological giant, and the largest true giant in record, well, at the time, at seven foot nine inches. Wow. I know, he's a big boy. That's a big boy. He was a big boy. Now... So I know 
we probably got a shit ton of beefcake listeners, you know, like uh, barrel-chested workout sons of bitches. <laughs> so this will be important to them. Um, he also had the largest chest measurements of any non-obese man at 80 inches. Good God. 80 inches, four inches shy of seven foot. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. And I saw pictures of this guy. He like he's just a gigantic guy. Just one massive human being. Yes. And if you're not impressed enough, Angus was known for being able to lift over 250 pounds with just three fingers on one hand. Boop. Wow. 250 pounds. He could just bowling ball somebody. Oh, you just wait. Just, <laughs> just right up the old weehaw and fucking off you go. <laughs> he could do that to like my 600 pound life people. Oof, buddy. So uh, Angus was born in the Isle of Burneray in the Sound of Harris, Scotland. Scotland has such cool town names or whatever they're, they are there. Um, his father was Norman Macaskill, who was five foot nine inches tall. <laughs> and his mother was Christina Campbell, five foot six inches tall. What the fuck were they feeding him? He had 12 siblings, several of whom died young. Nice. And he was an ordinary sized baby. 12 siblings? 12 of them. This is kind of a reoccurring theme in this episode. You re you remember 12 siblings. <laughs> okay, all right. Do we so, know? Because <laughs> like, it takes six to get the runt, 12 to get the giant. <laughs> <laughs> so after several years in Stornoway, Outer Hebrides? The Hebrides. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the family settled in a fishing community in English town, Cape Breton Island, in 1831. Young Angus was said to be of nor normal stature, but in entering his adolescence, he began to grow rapidly, and by his 20th year, he had attained 7 foot 4 inches, eventually reaching 7 foot 9 within a year. Wow. I feel sorry for the parents had to, had to put clothes on them. That's like five or six gnomes in a trench coat. <laughs> that is. His early adult life, he he weighed 510 pounds. His shoulders were 44 inches wide. Good night. Oh, you just wait. Because this part I read too quick, and I'm like, that's not that impressive. It's big, but then I read the rest of it, and I'm like, holy fuck. So the palm of his hand, eight inches wide. Wide. <laughs> so it's that, like, my digits included, but wide. Yeah. Um, wow. And... 12 inches long, one foot long. Good Lord. 
Yeah, just the palm. Good thing he's not a proctologist. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Be a fucking finger puppet. <laughs> His wrists were 13 and a half inches in circumference. His ankles measured 18 inches in circumference. And by 1863, he was wearing boot size 17 and or 17.5 inches long. His wrists were bigger around than many people's biceps. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, and then here's here's the kicker right here. Um, his feet were eight inches wide, about 16 inches long, mm-hmm. and he had a deep set of blue eyes and a musical, if not hollow voice, and a very mild and gentle manner. Oh, he's yep. a big, gentle giant. Yep. Yep. What is that called? BFG? Yep. Big fucking friendly giant. <laughs> big fucking giant. <laughs> so he was known in his home community of St. Anne's as Gilly Moore, translated to big boy. <laughs> Creative. He was, yeah, I know. He was also <laughs> known to many as the Cape Breton Giant or simply Giant Macaskill. So when Angus was approximately 14 years old, he traveled on a fishing schooner from St. Anne's to North Sydney, and the crew took him along to a dance. An altercation with a dancer led to Angus striking his tormentor's jaw with his fist. The man landed in the middle of the floor and was unconscious for so long that many thought him dead. His head fell off. (laughs) I would think so. When the captain returned to his schooner, he found Angus on his knees praying to God that he did not kill the man. Good Lord. I know. Could you imagine getting walloped by a guy that fucking size? Well, that's at 14 years old. Yeah, but I mean, he was already like big as fuck. You haven't heard the crazy shit yet. Well, not all of it. (laughs) So Angus was rumored for feats of strength, such as lifting a ship's anchor weighing approximately 2,800 pounds to chest height. And an ability to carry barrels weighing over 350 pounds apiece under his arms or reputed that word (laughs) able to lift a hundred weight, which I guess is 112 pounds. That's with two fingers and hold it at an arm's length for 10 minutes. Good Lord. I can't do that with a five pounder. Yeah, no, the, wow. Most people can't do that with a soup can. That's 10 minutes. Fucking impressive. <laughs> no shit. So, <clears throat> in 1849, he entered show business and went to work at P.T. Barnum's Circus, appearing next to General Tom Thumb. <laughs> I don't course. know if you know who that is. Yes, okay. I do, but the, the listeners may not. Just a little, little guy. He was. He was a very tiny little guy. He was the smallest uh, human 
at that time. Mm-hmm. N- now I think there's someone who's like 18 centimeters tall. Yeah, but I, at the time he was yeah, the Tom littlest Thumb guy, was at least alleged to be the smallest human being. Yeah, which as as uh as your little machine there would say, just a little little guy. <laughs> He's just a real, real little guy. <laughs> oh, I got it wrong. Um, so, in 1853, he toured the West Indies and Cuba. Queen Victoria heard stories about Angus's great strength and invited him to appear before her and give a demonstration at Windsor Castle. Mm-hmm. Heard After about his which, great strength. She probably heard about the size of his feet. Anyway. Could you imagine the size of his dick, though? <laughs> I would hope it's proportionate, because if not, wow, I feel bad for that guy. It'll look like a Jake arm <laughs> holding an, a watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> Huge dick. Um. So after which she proclaimed him to be the tallest, stoutest, and strongest man ever to enter the palace and presented him with two gold rings in appreciation. <laughs> two gold rings. She means crowns. She gave him crowns for his <laughs> yeah, big ass goddamn shit. fingers. <laughs> big old friggin' sausages. The fishermen of St. Anne's envied Angus's skill and strength. While they laboriously bailed their boats, Angus set his weight under his two-ton boat, tipped it on its on its beam, and reportedly emptied the bilge water. He did that. So he's got like a full-size ship, and he's tipping it. He's just a treating it like a boat. goddamn kayak. Yeah. Jesus God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good night. Now just wait. <clears throat> um. He reportedly single-handedly set a 40-foot mast into a schooner. Ooh, 40 boy. foot of solid wood. Wow. He is also said to have been able to lift a fully grown horse over a four-foot fence. A whole ass horse. A whole horse, not even half of it. The whole fucking the thing. The whole fucking wow. There's not even words. I know. That's fucking <laughs> ridiculous. There are various accounts of an incident with an anchor that may have taken place in New York or New Orleans. French sailors apparently taunted Angus to lift an anchor lying on the wharf, which was estimated to weigh 2,800 pounds. Uh, Angus easily did so and walked down the wharf with it, but one of the anchor's flukes caught him on his shoulder, crippling him. However, this is not the cause of death. He lived for many years thereafter. After a show business career demonstrating his size and strength in Europe and North America, he returned home to English town and purchased a grist mill. What's a grist mill? Um, no, nah, I don't think that's it. I'm not 100% sure. Oh, I want to say that's what they use to grind up grain and shit, like to make flour. No, that that wasn't my guess. I was gonna think like bone meal. 
Um, he also bought a general store and several other properties. And we got the Googling son of a bitch over here. Come on, Google's faster a than that. A grist mill grinds grain into flour. Oh, what a genius. Yes. Look at I that am. dick on you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so his death, this is what we're getting into. In the summer of 1863, Angus undertook a trip to the colonial capital of at Halifax, where he had been planning to sell produce and purchase stock for his store that he would need for the winter season. During the trip, he suddenly became seriously ill and was returned to St. Anne's, where his family moved him back to his parents' house. His original childhood bed was hastily lengthened and put in the living room to provide for his care. The doctor's diagnosis was brain fever. Again, I don't know what that is. Your brain gets hot? I'm not entirely sure either. I, I feel like that's something we don't say anymore because we have better diagnoses. Maybe an aneurysm? Um, nah, aneurysm would be quite... Meningitis. Meningitis? Yep. Isn't that treatable now? Um. Yeah, more or less. Huh. Um, so after a week's illness, Angus died peacefully in his sleep on August 8th, 1863. The Presbyterian minister, Reverend Abraham McIntosh and many neighbors being in attendance in the house. Um, so cool thing is though, is they turned his childhood home like from eight, 1800s. Now it's a museum for him. Oh, right on. And like literally all the proceeds go to like um, school for like um, handicapped kids, blind, deaf. Oh, cool. Where is this at? Nova Scotia, I think. Nova Scotia. No, St. Anne's and close to Nova Scotia. All right, then. If we ever go to Canada. Get to see a giant dude. Hell yeah. Now, the lady he wished he would have met. <laughs> and I almost think that he should have because of the years active. <clears throat> so her name's Anna Swan. That's a very sweet she, name. She is known as the giantess of Nova Scotia. Anna Swan was born in Tatamagooch, Nova Scotia. On August 6th, 1846, she was a large baby. <laughs> she began her life at 18 pounds. Whoa, buddy. Hope to goodness gracious that wasn't a vaginal birth. Wow. In what year? 1846. It was. Holy Christ. Poor mama. No shit. <laughs> Hopefully she was the firstborn then because she had 11 more. No, 12 more. Oh, my God. (laughs) So she just simply continued to grow. At the age of four, she was five feet tall. Holy shit. (laughs) By the time she was 16, Anna towered over her parents and 12 siblings. See, 12. So she was the last. Poor mama. 
I mean, no, because if you're going to have an 18 pound baby, you might want to have 11 other babies to kind of figure out the process. 12 other babies, but you got to think whatever you have that one first, then all the rest the of them could just walk just out. Walk out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lord God. So when she was done growing, Anna stood a staggering seven foot, 11 and a half inches tall. Yeah, I think I got a size advantage on him right now. <laughs> no shit. It's probably what she sounded like, too, all that testosterone. Yeah, no. Well, I, I don't know if it would be testosterone that would make, but Lord God, that's big. Her Adam's apple is the size of a pumpkin. If her and Angus got together, Jesus, could you imagine the size babies they would have made? We're getting into that next. Wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, actually, kind of. <laughs> So <laughs> she began her exhibition career shortly after her 17th birthday. She started at the very top working for P.T. Barnum. <laughs> started Same at the guy. top. Where else is she going to go? <laughs> She's seven feet fucking tall. <laughs> Not limbo, but it's the same guy as Angus. In his New York museum, Anna was often paired with the famous, that's a mean word, short person. Thomas Thumb. Okay. Again. Why? To better accentuate both of their statures. Mm -hmm. That was a thing that Barnum liked to do. Yeah. He liked to put like his fattest guy in his freak show with his skinniest guy and bearded lady with hairless man. Yeah. Stuff like that. <laughs> Animate a great deal of money under the management of Barnum. Unfortunately, her career with the famous promoter was rife with disaster. The original Barnum Museum caught fire while Anna was on exhibit there, and she barely escaped with her life. Trapped on an upper floor, firemen were unable to carry her to safety. Instead, an outside wall was demolished and a crane was called to facilitate her rescue. Holy shit. When Barnum rebuilt his museum, Anna returned only to lose all of her possessions in a second museum fire. They they, they should have got some control over that. You would think so. <laughs> Anna quit the business for a time and returned to Nova Scotia. However, in 1869, Barnum invited her on a tour of the United States. Well, on tour, Anna met a Kentucky gentleman named Marvin or <clears throat> Martin Van Buren Bates. Bates had been a Confederate captain during the Civil War. He was charming, soft-spoken, and eloquent. Eloquent, eloquent. He also happened to be nearly eight feet tall. Good lord. The pair fell in love and married on June 17, 1871. The pair, billed as the world's tallest couple, were showered with wedding gifts. Queen Victoria herself provided a gown and a diamond ring. Why is Queen Victoria so obsessed with giants? I don't know. I think I think your first theory. <laughs> <laughs> she likes their big feet. <clears throat> The gigantic couple settled in Seville, Ohio, and used their vast career earnings to build a colossal home. The ceilings were 14 feet high. Every door was over 8 feet in height. 
and every piece of furniture was custom-built for their frames. The pair continued to tour, but only sparingly. In 1872, Anna gave birth to her first child. The little girl weighed 18 pounds, just like her mother had. Holy shit, balls! But unfortunately did not survive long after birth. Aww. In 1879, the couple had another child, this time a 22-pound boy. Oh my god! Sadly... He only survived 11 hours after birth. Oh, wow. 22 pounds. Wow. Out of. That's that's a turkey. That's a Thanksgiving fucking turkey. The fucking butterball. Ooh, you're right there. Wow. <laughs> um, despite these tragedies, the two Titans lived together in their custom home quite happily in love in 1888. One day before her 42nd birthday, Anna passed away unexpectedly. Her husband, Martin, erected a great funeral monument to his wife. Atop her grave towers a 15-foot statue of a Greek goddess. I mean, I'd say they never had, like, any kids or anything, but... They did. Oh, they did. They did have some that lived. Oh, that's what I mean. (laughs) Oh. But all four of them are buried together. Well, that's nice. I, I I just looked up pictures of this woman, and it Jeez. shows her and her husband standing next to like a regular dude. The regular dude looks like a child. Yeah, like yeah. together they look like a regular couple. Like if Photoshop was a thing back then, I would swear to God that shit was Photoshop because the size difference is fucking phenomenal. Damn near two eight feet tall people. Yeah, and a regular ass dude. Yeah, like the regular ass dude didn't even come up to the bottom of her bosoms. Bosoms. (laughs) Like, wow. You know, I was actually kind of wondering, are they big? Her bosoms? Both of them. I would imagine. Yeah, for that frame, you would think they got to be. She looked fairly proportional. Mm. You know, I hate to say it, but these stories... I would literally hate all of these people. For some reason, I don't like people taller than me. But I hate being this tall. Okay. Okay. There's probably some psychological stuff in there that we we might want to talk about with somebody who who has a license. <laughs> Next week, psychiatry <laughs> with Dr. Ben Sowers <laughs> and his patient, lost boy looking motherfucker. That's what he called me, everyone. That's what he called me. So now we're going to go to uh, legend slash story slash factual shit. Legend one, slash story slash factual shit. Yeah. So it's not like. It's got parts where it's like 100%, yeah, and then there's other parts that are like eh, 98%, maybe. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm hoping I say this right, because I know you're going to correct me, because you know. The Paiutes. Yeah. Yay! Nailed it. A Native American tribe that inhabits sections of Nevada have a narrative 
concerning their ancestors and a race of red-haired white giants that they told to early white settlers of the area. These colossal creatures are described as Saitika. Mm, close enough. Saiteka. That might be closer. I can't remember exactly how it's pronounced. Saiteka. Hold on, let me let me look it up. You keep oh, going. Oh, jeez. Perfect podcasting right here, Ben. <laughs> you keep going. <laughs> okay. Sarah Winamuka Hopkins, the daughter of the Paiute Indian chief, documented the story in her book, Life Among the Paiutes, Their Wrongs and Claims, which was published in 1882, and I think it is still available. Did you find it yet? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, Sitika or okay. Sai. All right. Okay. These giants <clears throat> have been described as vicious, unfriendly, and cannibalistic. All giants seem to be vicious, unfriendly, and cannibalistic. Have you noticed not that? Not the last two. Well, not Angus and them, but, you know. Anna and Angus were, were sweet and gentle. Despite their modest numbers, these giants constituted a grave threat to the Paiutes who were just beginning to establish themselves in the area. So this has to be a long time ago. It was an extraordinarily long time ago. So right now, the the Lovelock Caves. If if anybody's interested, you can you can go there, you can see this, and you're gonna I'm sure gonna bring this up at the end. So I won't say too much right now. But as of right now, there is a lake that runs right up to the edge of the Lovelock Caves. That lake was not there when this incident occurred. I think you got more of the story than I did. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, no, I'm curious. I'm going to read what I have, and then you add in. Okay. Deal? Okay. Legend has it that a great battle took place. The Paiute cornered and forced the giants down into the tunnel system, heaped foliage over the entrance, and set it on fire with blazing arrows, which resulted in their extinction and the site that is now known as Lovelock Cave. The account has been disregarded by modern historians and anthropologists as fiction and alleged alert of a myth. But some have argued that archaeological evidence suggests otherwise. In 1924, some miners were in the cave and came across many ancient artifacts. They found tools, bones, baskets, decoy ducks, which I didn't know what that was. But holy shit, do you know what they are? Yeah, I, they, I mean, they carved decoys, ducks, but with real feathers and the feathers were still intact. Yeah. From that long ago. Mm -hmm. Caves are wonderful for for maintaining things for yeah. a very long time. And especially those caves. So did you happen to see what they were mining in those caves? Guano. Yes, bat shit. There are so many bats in there that the shit just piles up on the floor and it buries everything in there and preserves it. Which is a great fertilizer. Yes, it is. Which is why they were mining it. So... Decoy ducks, weapons, and mummified bodies. They found 60 mummified bodies that were possibly a bit larger than normal. 
Allegedly. Yes. <laughs> but they also found sandals between 15 and 20 inches long, which is quite big. Yeah, that's in the seven-footer range there. And up. Well, well, my size is 15 to 15 and a half. But that's not inches. I know. I'm probably about 13, 14 inches. So, like, Angus had, what did you say, of like eight inch wide, 15 inch inches long? wide and 16 inches, 16 long. inches long. Yeah. So that big at least. At least. Yeah. Um, well, excavating, they also found two large mummified bodies, both still sporting red hair. Yep. One was a female about seven, six foot seven and the male close to eight and a half feet tall. The strange part is, their skulls were nearly twice the size of an average person's skull. Yep. It's a big-ass melon. Yeah, it's a huge melon. All right. Hang on. Um, fucking mouse, work with me here. All right. On to your part, buddy. So, I mean, you covered most of it. There was It was the giants had been eating the Paiute people, right? Harassing them, all that stuff. They decided to fight back. Lit the cave, killed some of them when they ran out, and the others died from smoke inhalation inside. Then the miners go in there. They're mining their guano. They find all this stuff. They find the skeletons. At the time, they contacted... Hold on one more time. Allegedly. Contacted the Smithsonian, at which point the mummies and skulls were taken and <clears throat> disappeared. Quote, unquote, they were lost. Didn't they also, they contacted uh, California University for the excavation yeah. of it. And they found like a bunch of the arrowheads and things, but everything yeah. that pointed to it being a giant was allegedly lost. Yeah, they found uh, over 10,000 artifacts in there. Mm-hmm. And that's that real. Are... Those are still on display at various museums. With the original fucking feathers. But the skulls, the sandals, all of that disappeared. Oh, no. They got the skulls. They have pictures of them in display. And they're like... I, I'm using my hands, everyone, but I'm showing Ben. <laughs> they're like fucking... They had uh, the normal skulls, and they were giant. See, I've heard that those skulls are not real. But whatever. I said 98% maybe. <laughs> 98% maybe. <laughs> so next. But the red hair thing is very intriguing. We're, we're going to go a little bit more red hair. Let's go. And you know this one. You already spoiled my fun here. <laughs> so the Kandahar Giant. Yes. In 2002, an elite tactical team was said to have killed the Kandahar Giant, a 13 foot tall beast. With flaming red hair, six digits on each hand, and two sets of teeth. Sounds like he definitely skipped picture day on purpose. <laughs> He's one ugly motherfucker. <laughs> yes. In August 2016, a YouTuber posted a lengthy interview with a military contractor identified only as Mr. K. In the interview, Mr. K claimed to be present during the I hate so I got this off of like their 
it's a Kandahar giant page. Yes. If you want to look. But um, I hate how they use this term. It says brutal slaughter of the Kandahar giant. I don't like that term for this situation. Well, tell the story and then we can decide as a collective. The killing of the giant, he said, took place during the height of the Operation Enduring Freedom of in 2002 when the military was engaged in a forced battle with the Taliban and their de facto capital in Kandahar province during the U.S. invasion again. Hate the fucking word, but kind of of Afghanistan. But this was no human fighter. The Kandahar giant, Mr. K said, was 13 feet tall with red hair, six fingers, and two sets of teeth. It even killed one of the special forces soldiers with a spear before the rest of the unit brought it down with 30 seconds of sustained gunfire. That's a lot of bullets, yo. <laughs> that is <laughs> a lot of fucking bullets. And after they radioed it in, the army took away its corpse and has been hidden ever since. In two th- Okay, so in 2002, a group of soldiers went missing while on patrol in the remote mountain region of Kandahar in the south of Afghanistan. And when they failed to make radio contact for some time, the military sent a special ops unit to investigate though the branch of armed forces they belonged to was never confirmed. I'm guessing Marines. That's my guess. And it could be a bunch of them, really. Marines or Army, that's my guess. Then high up in the mountains, the unit came across the cave scattered with Army equipment. Boom! Army. (laughs) (laughs) But no sign of the missing soldiers. And that's when they chanced upon the Kandahar giant. Though this tale grows with the telling, with some reports suggesting that the humanoid was as tall as 15 feet, this red-haired giant with six digits, leather moccasins, and smelling of dead bodies suddenly emerged from the cave and impaled one of the soldiers with a spear. And that's when the soldiers opened fire ultimately felling the giant with 30 seconds of continuous fire. Now I'm going to tell you what they were packing. Between them, the squad was armed with fully automatic M4 carbines, which are recon carbines, semi-automatic, and M107 Barrett anti-material rifles firing 50 calibers. (laughs) Yeah, 50 cal, that's... They ain't nothing to fuck with. Kandahar Swiss cheese. Yeah. <laughs> so one reporter post this much firepower concentrated on one target for one second, let alone 30, would be extremely destructive. Yes. I did read that they tried shooting it just like a couple of times. And nothing happened, so that's when they just fucking 30 seconds of fuck you happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so after the troops killed the giant, they loaded it onto a Chinook helicopter 
which carried it to a transport plane where no one ever saw it again. The soldiers were forced to sign non-disclosure agreements so the government could keep them all quiet, but eventually the soldiers broke their silence because, as one man would later say, the people have the right to know the truth. Fucking A, buddy. Around the same time that the Snopes article came out that discredited the story, self-proclaimed supernaturalist L.A. Marzulli told several right-wing websites that the United States government was covering up this spectacular story and that those in power had a vested interest in keeping the truth of biblical prophecies from being exposed to the general public. My mouth is getting dry. I need to open another beer. Yeah, L.A. Marzulli is who I'm familiar with this story through. I'm not saying I'm a follower, but he tells some entertaining shit. Okay. Did you watch his interview with uh, the Mr. K? No, I did not. It's pretty, it's pretty, pretty cool. Like the original video was taken down, but he reposted it and then other people posted it. Yeah. it's so, It's been shared a lot. Yeah. So the people who were trying to keep this shut up, the people, they have their ways of letting stories get out. Um, people have the right to know, to know about this stuff. If there are 15 or 18 footers roaming the earth and our military has brought them down, we have the right as American citizens to know about it, he said. I mean, this isn't classified military stuff. This is something we need to know, and it points back to the biblical prophetic narrative i i mean that's that's one man's opinion i suppose the real story of the kandahar giant is a lot less interesting than the myth but in 2016 la marzuli whose youtube channel is dedicated to tying current events to biblical prophecies i i like watching the prophecy kind of shit on youtube just because i i'm like come on today's the day the world's gonna end come on <laughs> <laughs> I'm just into that. Whether it's zombies or I don't know. I would prefer zombies or aliens. Something that I could fight back. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So I I, I follow that kind of shit. I follow end of the world shit. I'm a doomsdayer. <laughs> <laughs> um so he's the one who brought the story back to life and boom. Internet's like, everyone needs to know it. So that's what happened. Well, anyone who's interested in that kind of stuff. Right. So it got deleted and it got reposted. But Mr. K claimed he saw the giant carrying a spear and murdering the United States soldier named Dan before he and the other special forces took it down. According to Marzuli. The creature was a Nephilim, which we already talked about this, but just for the people. This is a group of people mentioned in the Genesis and Numbers books of the Old Testament who were said to be people of unusual large size and strength that would be found in the Middle East both before and after the flood of Noah's Ark time frame. 
Yes. And you also said that it was uh said it was uh fallen angel. The Nephilim are according to the Bible the offspring of fallen angels and the daughters of man. So human women and fallen angels. And they were the quote unquote men of renown and heroes of old, according to Genesis. And supposedly like Gilgamesh was a Nephilim. Do you have anything to add on to that story? I actually can not to that story specifically, but this is, an interesting account from a book. All right, so this story is from the book Tales from the Grid Tales from the Grid Square, volume 1 by Nick Orton, and this entire book is nothing but military uh supernatural encounters. So this one is called The Giant of Kunar, and it reads I was deployed as an inf- infantry team leader with the army in the Kunar province of, An- of Afghanistan from 2008 to 2009. One night, we set in on, on an observation patrol to overlook a village that we suspected IEDs were coming out of due to a successful IED recovery a few weeks prior. My lieutenant gave me a new thermal imaging system called the Recon 3 that none of us were familiar with and told me to figure out what I can and pass along that information to the other team leaders. I started messing with the Recon 3 to see its capabilities and was surprised at the clarity of the zoom on it. I spent most of my time messing with the different functionalities and watching the village. I started to look across the valley to what I could see And that led me to look along the spur we were set in on and saw a very large heat signature at the top of one of the false peaks. I did everything I could to get as clear of an image as I could, suspecting that it was a group of Taliban huddled together around a light as they tend to do in the mountains. All of a sudden, the heat signature stood up as one being. The trees in that area grew up to about 10 to 12 feet tall. And this thing was at least as tall, if not taller than the trees that surrounded it. It started taking steps parallel to my position and was covering ground quickly with ease. Its stride was slow and relaxed, yet it moved with incredible speed. That led me to believe that this creature was gigantic. It very quickly traversed the landscape and I lost sight of it along a neighboring spur. I did not believe what I saw initially, assuming I had imagined it. I never had seen anything like that in my life. I didn't tell many people about it while I was in and even when I got out. I kept it to myself, thinking there was no way I saw what I saw. But then, in 2010, I listened to a story on Coast to Coast, specifically the story about the giant of Kandahar. That made all the memories of my time in service come flooding back and made me consider other things I saw during that deployment. For instance, the creature was described as having fire orange hair, and it reminded me of a tradition the locals in my area of sighting would do. They would dye their hair a bright orange color and would even dye their goats the same color. They never gave any explanation why. It seemed like it was every once in a while they would do this. 
And then all of a sudden, those orange dyed goats would be gone and the locals' hair would also no longer be dyed orange. I assumed maybe it was a cultural thing I didn't understand. But now it makes me wonder if that was some kind of gesture to the creature slash Nephilim or the goats were a sacrifice to it. I am a Christian, and the Bible briefly discusses the, quote, men of renowned, end quote, a.k.a. the Nephilim. I think that's what I saw, a member of an ancient race of giants that descended from fallen angels. Or it could be something like Sasquatch. I'm not sure. <laughs> and that is the end of that account. Huh. So what do you think? Are there giants in, in uh, Afghanistan? You know, I, it's one of those things I hesitate to say yes and I hesitate to say no. There are just so many stories of giants all across the world in every single culture. And when you get to the wild places, they're still kind of talked about. People still allegedly see them, which I think is something you're about to get into next, aren't you? I am. All right. Rock and roll, buddy. Get her. So we all know how I feel about like true crime slash conspiracy stuff. Like conspiracy is a little bit okay, but true crime I don't really like. But this one, I spent like six hours straight digging through this shit. I'm getting dickered on this one. <laughs> oh, just wait for the dickery, buddy. Uh, let's do it. Okay. So probably a lot of our listeners have actually heard about this guy. Um, he's a famous TikToker was. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Rip. <laughs> yeah. Um, his name is Andrew Dawson. And yeah, so he he his videos before the encounter that I'm going to talk about were just random bullshit TikToks like taking his dog to go eat, getting haircuts, that kind of shit. Like, apparently what the people want to watch. But, April 9th, 2022. A year ago as of this recording. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, doo, doo. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, he, uh, he was doing this video, and... Granted, I'll I'll give his commenters it, it was a shaky video, but you can plainly see a humanoid shape on top of this mountain, and he is a long way away, like uh twenty kilometers away, and you clearly see this humanoid figure take a step and then just stand statuey. Um and he's with someone in the car. I couldn't figure anything else out about the other guy. I don't know who it was or anything, but they're basically what the fuck is that? He says he was stopped on his way home by the CIA. Like when he was getting off that road and they were like, the road's closed, go. So he leaves. Um, and so the 11th of April, 2022, he made two more videos, one about how just how far away he was from the mountain, which, like I said, 20 to 40 kilometers away, which is a lot. 
yeah, lot of that's killer a lot goose of killer beaters. goose beaters. <laughs> um, the next is him getting even closer to get a better look. Um, so when he gets there, or he he was talking about that he's gonna go get a closer look. So the twelfth, the next day, he's asking locals about it. Um, oh, it's in Alberta, Canada, or just north of it. We did the whole shit when I called you about this this morning. Yep. But our listeners need to know. Our listeners need to know. Where this was um, at. Okay. Uh, um, got to get the phone. This is where I got all of it saved. Crazy shit. Okay, so <clears throat> it's by Cedarside Regional Park. That's where he took his video the first time of where he saw the giant. Mm-hmm. And um, it was sorry, this is it's all saved in my phone. Why are you showing? It's showing me Florida now. <laughs> it's okay. I'll edit this all together for you. Thank you. All right. So it's it's about a mile from a town called Elbretta. Um, and it's by uh. Fucking zoom in. Mount Thompson is actually where he saw it. Mm-hmm. Which is like, okay, there's two mountains right next to it. Mount Thompson and Canoe Mountain. And he saw it just like at the base of the Canoe Mountains by Mount Thompson. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get to that a little bit later, but that is the exact location. I did a lot of digging for this episode. <laughs> a great deal. <clears throat> yeah. So he asked the locals what they knew about the giant, and they said he comes and goes. <clears throat> so he goes to the mountain that same day, and it's gone. Um, and when Ben and I were discussing this earlier, we figured it had to have been like anywhere from like 20 to 25, maybe 30 feet tall in order to be seen that well. Well, there's another reason why we came to that conclusion. Oh, please, please do. There, you pulled up the Google aerial view of that exact area, which others on TikTok have done. I've seen it. When you do that, there is there's a building you can see it in his video. This thing is standing next to, or nearby. According to the people, the 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 giant walks up to that same spot, just from time to time. It yeah. comes to that spot, stands, leaves. Well, if you pull up the Google aerial view of that location, you can see a very humanoid type figure standing next to that building. Which, again, other people have gone to that area to see if they could see what is there. 
after this whole story kind of kicked off, there's nothing by that building at all. Like not so much as a damn tree that might make this shape, but it's, it's Google fucking earth shows it. I screenshot it. I'm going to post it on the Facebook and hopefully not get, uh, get CIA. Yeah. It's a private group. (laughs) We should be fine. (laughs) But if Jake goes missing, we know what happened. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) So, that same day, he makes a video late at night. He says he's being stalked by the CIA. He was stopped by one on the road, and the CIA, this is where I was like, fucking bullshit all the way. The CIA person who stops him says he's CIA and says there are environmental issues and the public road is closed. He says Andrew is trespassing, and he says he's got to go home. Andrew doesn't make much of an argument. He's like, but it's a public road. He's like, environmental issues, go home. And I was discussing this with Derek earlier, but I don't know if you've watched any of the videos, Ben. Yes. You have? Yes. Did you hear the, the CIA guy talk? Yeah. There is absolutely no cadence in his voice. No, it's very flat, very dry. But here was my question. This is Canada. Why the fuck? The CIA is an American. That's yeah. fucking weird. Yeah. Which is not to say that from time to time, like the Canadian people, like we're friends with the Canadian government. We love Canada. We go up there and do help them out with things, fucking you know, from time to do. time. So I guess that kind of makes sense. If the Mounties can't handle it, they might call, you know, CIA. But now. Here is my other question. What the fuck is the CIA doing something with the environment? That's EPA shit. Yeah, if you're in the States, yes. I'm sure Canada has their own yeah. EPA type thing. But yeah, you're 100% right there, too. What does the CIA have to do with environmental anything? Exactly. They do like people of interest. Right. Yeah. So... He said he's going to go back the next day, and if that CIA guy is there, he will film it. So um, April 13th, he goes to the mountain, and he wakes up super early to avoid the CIA guy. He gets there at about 530 in the morning, and it's April, so it's still dark. Yep. So he waits around, um, and over the mountain, there's this strange, like, almost oval or rectangular light mm-hmm. way above it. And um, it's almost like it has a mass in the middle because the light's showing around it. I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that's UFO shit. <laughs> yeah, definitely UFO shit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, each one of the lights is like a half oval because of the thing obstructing in the middle. Yeah, that you can't sweet. make out. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, later on that day, he made a video and he just labeled it extraction. And this is another real weird thing. Honestly, this whole fucking thing is weird, but like, so I'm just going to say that a lot. But this was weird. In the video, two helicopters are seen 
One is directly over where he saw the giant, and the other is like a little bit towards him, like away from the mountain. But it has something in tow. It's got like one of those big ass cables, and there's this long black thing mm-hmm. that it's carrying. And I I have no idea what that is. Nobody does. Um so the next day he posts a video of the CIA car stopping him. And again saying the road is closed, he needs to leave. So he admits defeat, says, All right, I'm fuckers out of here. Um two days later. He posted a video of the CIA vehicle outside of his house. He thinks he is being stalked, goes outside to confront them, but the car gets the fuck gone quick. Yep, pulls right off as soon as he walks out. Then between April 16th and May 6th, he goes quiet, and his TikTok just like blows up with people thinking he got killed or abducted or something. So the sixth, he finally makes a post and he posts this video and you can tell something ain't right. Are you talking about the hostage video? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got his hands in his pockets and you can see that his fingers are continuously moving like that nervous tick. Um, And he's like ass up against a wall. And he keeps glancing like just past the camera like someone's like fucking coursing him into what he's saying. So I did the the liberty of saying exactly what the fuck he said because it was a short video. Very short. He says, hey, guys, I just want to leave an update. I'm not dead. I have not disappeared. Uh, I have just been busy with life. I couldn't get around to posting or updating you. Now I'm going to give you an official update about what's been going on. Sorry to disappoint you guys. All the videos I post or all the videos I did post were scripted. They were fake. They were strictly for entertainment. Uh, Sorry to disappoint you guys. I just needed to give you a quick update. So his body language, absolutely fucking nervous. There's a reason I called it the hostage video. Yeah. And he looks like he is saying this under duress oh yeah like it's fucking weird yeah so um another 10 days goes by without a video like and this is a daily poster yeah posting his just daily life shit like walking his dog getting his fucking haircut changing his tires and whatever else he's doing just random bullshit yep so Yeah, another 10 days with no activity or video, and people are calling bullshit. They're calling hostage situation and all Mm -hmm. that shit. Um, So on the 16th, he posts a video, and he appears to be very nervous. His voice is, like, super shaky, and he's looking out windows, running around, looking at shit. Um, In it, again, I will tell you exactly what the fuck he says because it is super short. This one especially. You might not see me post ever again. My videos weren't, they weren't fake. Yep. The 17th. He posts a video at the mountain where he, where he first saw the giant. It appears to be very early in the morning. There is a large structure on the mountain 
All he says in that video is, what the fuck is that? That wasn't there yesterday. The structure appears to be a large building or tent type thing with two antennas, mm-hmm. large, tall antennas. This was the last time anyone heard from Andrew. Well, anyone in the TikTok world. A month and a half later, his obituary appears in his local newspaper. It states that he passed away July 1st, 2022. His significant other goes on her videos, obviously broken. She said he went missing for a few days as and she didn't know where he was. He came back and left again and was found by someone and it appeared as though he took his own life. Yeah. Now, and all I watched a shit ton of his videos before the giant stuff just to see like what kind of poster he is. And he seemed like an extremely genuine, happy person. Yeah, like, just a normal ass dude. Yeah. Like, so this pisses me off. Like, I know you never, you never know. But there are telltale signs of if someone is in need of help. So it states, his obituary states, he is a loving husband, father, son, and brother. In his videos, again, he seems to be a very happy individual. He posted random bullshit until the giant. He grows more paranoid and nervous from then on out. So I got to ask, what the fuck happened to Andrew Dawson? Um, I think we all have our theories. I'm pretty. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I feel like he got unalived. Uh, I hate that word. But everything about it is very, very suspicious. Yeah. He either... You pretty much only have two options here. One, the dude suffered a complete mental breakdown. Or... He saw something he wasn't supposed to see. Yeah. That's pretty much your options. You already know which, which one I'm heading for. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking Justin or justice for him. Like I, and I would just like to let our FBI agent know that, you know, this is a parody podcast. Everything we say here can be taken as uh not serious and a joke. Uh, <laughs> cough, thank cough. you. Thank you, agent. <clears throat> anyway. Uh, so, so just, uh, just, uh, on that note, you know, uh, uh, I'm going to say my theory is, um, could be a crackhead. You got hold to the wrong stuff. Yeah, <clears throat> please don't send the CIA. Uh, anyway, <laughs> no, but really, um, one of those lights outside your window. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> oh shit, who's that black car? Right. Uh, anyway, um, no, it's very suspicious. The videos are very compelling, and then for the dude to to die under whatever circumstances so I mean, he shortly was thereafter. Four years old. Yeah, and that's. I mean, it's not impossible that someone has a mental breakdown at that age, but it's very uncommon. But here's the thing. You would had to something would have had to happen to have a mental breakdown. 
And I think even if he did have a mental breakdown, it was from seeing a fucking giant. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of what it looks like. You guys can can look up the videos. They're all over YouTube. Like people doing what kind of what Jake did, just breaking everything down, shows the videos, everything else. Watch them for yourself. <laughs> and here's the thing that made this so fucking impossible. Since then, his account has been locked. Nobody can look at his videos anymore. So I had to go through this giant fucking search going from this video to that video to this video to watch like all the shit that people have reposted that he's posted, whether it's walking his dog or getting his haircut or filming a fucking giant or the CIA stopping him. I had to hop around like crazy, right? Find the stuff that people have shared and do edit and what have you. But a lot of people on YouTube have gone through all of that trouble for you. So you can just check that stuff out. But I mean, I you did your due diligence to make sure that those YouTube people weren't bullshitting you. And I applaud that. But for our listeners sake, <laughs> you know, take the easy route, right? <laughs> exactly. You don't want to be up at 5 a.m. dealing with this crap. We do that for you. Yeah, I couldn't sleep this morning, so. All right. What did I have better to do? Watch CIA giant videos, apparently. <laughs> That's right. Well, so there's this guy on YouTube. I don't know if I'm going to. Okay. He's got amazing content on YouTube. His name is Chills. I just can't get over his voice. Like, he has got the best content that I've seen on YouTube. I know the person that you're talking about and oh my god his voice is so grating. Yes. It's yes. like and nasally like, and high pitched and just Yeah. And this is how we look through the open window. Uh-huh. Look, there's a Sasquatch going to your window. <laughs> like he has got such amazing content. But I got to mute the motherfucker. Oh, yeah. It's better if you just read the captions. Yeah. Yeah. Just like watch the videos. He's got great videos and all of them are like self-filmed shit or in some cases special effects. But I watched like a sh probably 45 minute video on giant beings. Mm -hmm. And like... There's like four of them that I'm like, that's not horse shit. Yeah. But yeah, I'm now all I, I did can hear in my head is that guy's fucking voice. <laughs> He's got great content. Like, and this ain't me saying it and it, like hopes that he never hears this. Like 90% of the comments on his videos are bro about do his something voice. with the way you talk. Yeah. But somehow it's drawn so many fucking people. He has got so many subscribers. It's his content. It is incredible. Because if it was just his voice, he would have like himself watching his videos. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But his content is great. He definitely is a diligent researcher or people are just like, hey, you do this shit. Take this great video. Yeah. And talk about it. Please don't talk about it.
Oh, I can't even talk as bad as that guy. It's fucked up. My dog is laying here on the bed, and she <laughs> looks like she's having some happy little dreams. <laughs> Fuck, he's an alien. He ain't got no cadence either. He's got a cadence. It's just the absolute wrong one. <laughs> anyway. It's like a forest, but somehow he just talks like that. What's worse? I've what come across it? other YouTubers who are starting to pick up that same cadence. Stop it! I'm serious. It's fucking horrifying. Motherfucker. Anyway, or, <laughs> this isn't, we're not here to talk shit about other content creators, really, but yeah. his videos are cool if you can get past the way he talks. They are really great. Like, top two people I like on YouTube, Mr. Creepypasta and Chills. It's just his content i like <laughs> yeah with chills you got to get past his voice anyway <laughs> anything else about giants jacob uh-uh i i don't think we should say anymore no <laughs> probably <CIA>. not <laughs> so with that if you enjoy the show then please don't forget to share the show with a friend leave us that five-star rating and review on apple Podcasts. thank you so much for joining us each and every week here on the paranatural podcast We'll see you next time. We love you. Good night. Just to let you know, if you don't know already, we post weekly. If we do not post next week, something happened. <laughs> we love you so much. Good night. <laughs> <laughs>